yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome, be motivated, and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenazar here. Welcome back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. It is Youth Development Wednesday, and I'm going to tie in my youth development message with the message that I shared with you on Monday. And the message I shared on Monday, for those that may have skipped that episode, was of a young football player who came to me and said he wanted to quit football, even though he was earning a high six figures, low seven figure you know, yearly salary. And so the natural response should have been for me to say, are you kidding yourself? Don't throw away a million bucks while you're young. Get out there and earn it while you can. But the truth is, he wasn't enjoying football at that time, so I didn't say that to him. And so this is my message to you. When we're guiding young people, particularly when they turn 13 and beyond, our job should not be to dictate to people what they want to achieve. We should be guiding them. Now, Mark McConville, in his book, Failure to Launch, and he's a well-known, well-read, well-written, well-researched psychologist who specialises in that transitional period of young adults leaving home and that sort of stuff, so late teens into those early, what was early 20s, pushing out a little bit now, but that's what he focuses on. And he says that we should be managers of young people up until they turn 13. So that means we're guiding their lives very closely. We're giving them the tools that they need. But once they turn 13, his belief is that we become a mentor. We become a consultant. They ask us to come in when they need help, but we don't helicopter in over the top and try and solve problems. We let them have some capacity to learn and solve the problem themselves. And when they put their hand up and go, hey, kind of need a bit of guidance here, not sure what to do next, then we come in. Well, that's kind of the message that I'm trying to share is that our job is to guide our young people, not to dictate to them. And I've most certainly fallen into this trap. Obviously, with my second daughter climbing Mount Everest, it was such a big goal that I look back now and think there are times when maybe she was starting to slip off that goal and I would push her a little bit because she'd dedicated so much time to it, the sunken cost fallacy, you might regret this later, as opposed to saying, hey, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Makes no difference to me. You've got the rest of your life to do it. You can always come back to it. So maybe, I don't know, if I did the right thing back in those micro moments, I like to analyse my past regularly. But my job with a young football player is not to tell him not to play football. My job with my children is not to tell them what they should do in you know, career, etc. My job is to support them in whatever decisions they make. And from the time of 13, part of my role is to give them autonomy, to give them the capacity and an understanding of how to think, not what to think. And that is really important. When people come onto our programs, I don't dictate to them. I'm not telling them, you know, we set ground rules about respect and communication and, um, you know, participation. All of those things are really important, obviously, to set some parameters. But then we're not telling them what to think, when to think and how to think it. We're trying to guide them on that process so that they become young, free, independent thinkers, even these young people from really tough environments, if you can teach them to become young, independent thinkers, then they start to feel like, oh, I've got some control over my life. And that means the situation that I find myself in, I might be able to work myself out of as well. Because remembering, they don't get into these situations of their own volition. It's not their fault that they're here. It's a circumstance of their environment, the decisions their parents have made and their grandparents before them and so on. 
by, by giving them the capacity to become free, independent thinkers, they might be the one to break the cycle. They have that opportunity because we've given them that skill set. Now, having said that, you don't necessarily have to come from a bad background or a tough background or have challenging circumstances. Your young people, your sons and daughters, you want them to become young independent thinkers because that gives them the capacity to feel like they've got control over their lives. One of the biggest challenges that I'm seeing with young people is they're deselecting from life as in they're just stepping back and they're not really participating. And parents see this manifesting itself as low motivation. They're not inspired. They're not passionate about anything. It's just because the way the world is running and they feel like they have little to no control, so I'm just going to opt out. I don't want to be in the rat race. I don't want to be in the competition, so I'm just going to do nothing instead. And I think that's a travesty. But me getting in their ear and saying, dude, you've got to do more, or hey, come on, push, have a goal, what do you want, what are you passionate about, come on, I need you to be more energised, get out of bed earlier, that doesn't help them either, you just become another person pushing them, and that's me, you, anyone else, so when they come to me, and we get a really good result over a weekend, or a week, or whatever we spend with them, parents go, I don't know how you're doing that, it's because I'm not pushing them, I'm encouraging them to become free, independent thinkers. We open up lots of lines of communication. I come down to their level and try and speak as equals with a little bit more life experience that I can share at relevant moments, but I'm not telling them what to think, how to think, when to think it. I'm just giving them the capacity to think. And all of a sudden, they start to select back in because they start to, to, they start to realize we've got autonomy, I've got choices, my life isn't dictated by other people or by circumstance, and now you're having a very different conversation. So to me, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to a million-dollar footballer. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to you know, a hairdresser, an accountant, a doctor, someone that runs their own business, a tradie, someone that's worked, you know, I don't care if you're mopping floors or if you own the company that mops the floors. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you are happy, healthy, and fulfilled, and the best way to do that is to have autonomy and freedom of thought to make your own decisions to dictate your own life because then when things don't go well, you can say, well, I had a piece in that and I can change an action. And when things do go well, you can celebrate and go, hey, I had a large piece in that and it was my own actions that got me there. You start teaching people this at a very young age. So guide your young people don't dictate to them you are no longer their manager you are their mentor you are there to facilitate when they ask you to you're a consultant thanks for listening to this episode of the building better humans podcast with your host glenn azar for feedback to stay up to date or go back and find an old episode head over to 180.net.au yeah the building better humans project podcast let's go